Welcome back to It's All Clutter. I am Jess Marcy, and this is my weekly podcast all about clutter, home organization. And today on podcast number 36, we are talking about cleaning your house. So this podcast comes to you by popular request. I've had a lot of people ask me lately to talk about how to clean your house. And I am super excited to share with you my thoughts about household cleaning and also a whole bunch of things that I do, some tips and some tricks that make cleaning my house easier and hopefully will work for you too. Let's start by talking about the relationship between decluttering, home organization, and household cleaning. Decluttering means that you are living within the storage space that you have. Home organization means that all like items are stored together and it's really, really, really easy to know where everything lives and to put it away. So it's like super simple to put stuff away. You don't have to move things out of the way. You don't have to open up lids. You don't have to, you just can easily put stuff away. We tend to think of cleaning our homes as a huge burden and a lot of the times that's because we have clutter and we're not well organized. When we get rid of clutter and our homes are organized, cleaning is so simple. When we get rid of clutter and our homes are organized, cleaning is so simple. So if you're struggling with cleaning, I want you to start by asking yourself, is it difficult to put things away? Is it unclear where things go? When you're cleaning your house, you shouldn't have to exert any brain power trying to figure out how to put things away, where to put things away, or what to do with stuff. That's not part of cleaning. Cleaning is cleaning, right? Putting stuff away, that's decluttering and organization. If it's difficult to figure out where things go or to actually put stuff away, then I would urge you to get into Clutter Bootcamp where you can learn exactly how to declutter and organize your house. Uh, so if you're struggling with that, you know, we're, then the issue is not cleaning, it's decluttering and organizing. So get into Cluttered Bootcamp. But if you're just looking for tips and tricks about how to actually clean your house, once it's decluttered and organized, stick around because that's what I'm diving into right now. I want you to think about household cleaning in terms of spaces and tasks. So the different spaces in your house, I tend to group them up into what I call zones. So I have three zones in my house, and this is going to be obviously different for you, but I want you to think about your zones. My zone one, your zone one, is the area of the house that gets the most wear and tear, the most use. For me, that's my kitchen, living room, and eating nook that I have. It's like the main part of our house. That's my zone one it's basically like one giant room. There's also a bathroom and a pantry in there and it just gets a lot of use. My zone two is our upstairs, our bedrooms. There's two bedrooms and or three bedrooms and two bathrooms upstairs. That's my zone two. That gets the next highest amount of use, but it does not get the wear and tear that my zone one gets. My zone three is the third area of my house, which is the guest room, this office, and our formal dining room. It doesn't get that much use. 
uh, and it doesn't get that much wear and tear. So actually I use my office all the time, but there's just not a lot of wear and tear in that area. So zone one is definitely a priority focus for cleaning. Zone two comes next and then zone three is at the bottom of the list, right? So if I only have a short amount of time and I need to deep clean an area, I'm going to focus all of my energy on zone one. So that's how you break out your spaces and think about them when it comes to cleaning. The tasks that need to get done can be broken down into daily tasks, which I like to call routine or tasks that have to happen every so often, which I like to think of more as a ritual. So we have routine tasks. They could be daily or weekly uh, and then ritual tasks, which I try and build a ritual around the experience. I've learned and it's been reinforced over and over. My attitude matters when it comes to cleaning my house. If I have a bad attitude, it's going to be a bad experience for me. And I can't expect my kids to have a good attitude if they're seeing me complaining and having a poor attitude about cleaning. So I've really had to adjust the way that I approach this. And part of that adjustment has been looking at these bigger tasks or, or these less frequent tasks as more of a ritual. So if there's a rainy day on the calendar coming up and I know that I have to do a deep clean of a certain area of the house, I try and create a really good experience around that. I put on music, maybe I'll bake cookies. I do something to try and create more of a, a positive experience, make it a ritual in our life instead of a burden. Uh, and that's made a huge difference in my ability to get through the task with a good <laughs> attitude. So I, I actually kind of look forward to it now. And it also helps my kids to see that this is just a part of life. Uh, and we're going to have a good attitude as we go into this. You can, you have a choice always. You can choose to look at something as a burden and have a bad attitude. And then guess what? Your experience is not going to be so good. Or you can choose to kind of think about it a different way. And this is a choice that you have to make. It's a choice that I've had to make. Believe me, I have had to make this choice. This does not come natural to me. <laughs> so you're going to look at your tasks that need to be done in your whole house, in each area, in each zone. And you're going to think of them either as habit, something that you just do every single day, like brushing your teeth, or you're going to think of them. So as routine, right? Or ritual routine or ritual. Sometimes there's a task that could be either routine or it could be ritual. Laundry is a really good example of this. You could do your laundry every single day, like a routine, or you can choose to do it once a week and create more of a ritualistic experience around it. Put on a show, you know, really dive into the laundry and make it a positive experience for yourself where you can sit and relax, fold laundry, get it put away. Um, that would be more of a ritual. So you can choose if you want your tasks to be more routine or more ritual and you can change your mind, right? So how do you figure out what should be done where and when and with what frequency. I want you to reverse engineer this. We're going to start with what would make you happy. When you wake up in the morning, what do you want to wake up to? When you come home from work, what environment do you want to walk into? Right? So for me, the one of the most important things to starting my day off right is that I wake up to a clean kitchen. I hate waking up to dishes in the sink, to crumbs on the counter and to stuff left over from the night before. And I've learned this about myself over time. So it's really important to me that 
part of my daily tasks, part of the things that I do as a routine every single day, make it so that when I wake up, that kitchen is clean. Another thing to think about is, you know, if you work out of the house or if you, you know, if you're out of the house a lot, what do you want to walk into when you come home? For me, it's really difficult to come home from work and then not have a plan for dinner, not have something started for dinner. So I've had to kind of reverse engineer this and build into my routine different ways to tackle dinner so that when I come home, it's already been figured out, right? So you really want to just think about what makes your day a good day. When you come into your house, when you wake up in your space, what is going to be the thing that makes it start off really positively? For some people, you might not want to wake up and have a pile of laundry waiting for you. So then you're going to work into your daily routine, getting that laundry put away every single day. You might not want to have a lot of clutter in your bathroom because that might start you off on the wrong foot. Really focus on what is going to make a big difference in your everyday life and figure out your daily tasks around that. Okay, tips and tricks and how I work out this whole zone, routine and ritual thing around my house. Number one, I run my dishwasher on a schedule. I need to wake up in the morning and be able to load that dishwasher, which means that it needs to be unloaded at night before dinner. So I run my dishwasher on a schedule, whether it's full or not. Most of the time, it's mostly full. But whether it is or not, it gets run so it is done before dinner so the kids can get it unloaded and then I can put the dishes from dinner in there and the dishes from breakfast and then run it again. But I run it on a schedule so that the, the dishwasher is always ready or is always able to be loaded when there's dishes in the sink. So I stick to a schedule with my dishwasher. I only have one set of sheets for all of our beds because I don't want to have to ever fold and store sheets. So I have one set of sheets when we wash the, when we do our laundry, when we wash the sheets, they go to washer to dryer right back onto the bed. I never have to worry about folding sheets. That saves me a ton of time. Nobody likes to fold fitted sheets. I get this question all the time. How do you fold a fitted sheet? Guess what? I don't, I don't. So when our sheets get worn out, I just replace them. The old ones go to the Humane Society and I just get new sheets and that's it. I have one extra set of sheets for my guest room bed and that is it. Uh, it's never been a problem. Now, if you have kids who are bedwetters, you know, if you have younger kids, you might need to have two sets of sheets, but really <laughs> this is one way that I just make my life easier. No sheets to fold. I clean my shower when I'm taking a shower. So I have this little scrubby thing. It just stays in the shower. And when I shower, I just scrub down the walls, whatever. That's it. It's done. I never have to clean my shower as an extra task. What you know, I do like one wall one day, the next wall the next day. I just get it, get it done quickly while I'm taking a shower. Easy breezy. Here's a really important one. Don't let a drop zone become a stay zone. So if you have drop zones in your house and they drive you crazy every single day, this would be a good one to reverse engineer. Don't let a drop zone become a stay zone. It's okay to drop your keys and to drop your papers and to drop this and that into one spot, but then make a commitment to cleaning up those drop zones every single night so they don't become stay zones. A drop zone is totally a misnomer if it never gets picked up and put away. Don't let a drop zone become a stay zone. Reverse engineer it so that every day you are in the routine of picking up that area and putting everything away. And on that note, 
Reduce the amount of mail and papers coming into your house. You want to have as little stuff coming in as possible. The more stuff that comes into your house, the more stuff that you have to deal with as part of your household cleaning. So call the people who are sending you catalogs. Say no to receipts. I don't take receipts home. I throw them out. I look at them and then I throw them out. Every so often there might be one receipt that I want to hang on to for a little bit of time. But in general, I'm not going to spend the time going and returning something from the grocery store. I'm just not because it's not worth my time, right? To save 15 cents. Now it might be worth your time and that's awesome. That's knowing yourself. But for me, no papers come into the house because the more that I bring in, the more that I have to handle and deal with stuff. So reduce the amount of stuff coming into your house in general, get it down to as little as possible. Say no to extra stuff. Nothing is free if you have to take care of it, right? This is your time. So if you get a free sample, if you get offered a free sample, you're going to have to carry that home, carry it into your house, figure out where to put it, look at it and feel guilty that you're not using it for years and then move it around, debate whether you should throw it out, you know, have this whole thing about keeping it because it was free, feel bad about tossing it into the garbage because you're not sure if it's recyclable. It's not. Uh, so nothing is free. Get nothing is free and free things. Take your time. Your time is more valuable than anything. Reduce the amount of stuff coming into your house make your cleaning a lot easier. I have a whole podcast about the illusion of convenience. So <laughs> the illusion of convenience is basically we are told that it's more convenient to have more stuff and cleaning products are like at the top of the category list of the illusion of convenience. We buy cleaning products to save us time. But guess what? The more cleaning products that you have, the more stuff that you have to store, the less space that you have in your house. And the more money you're spending, the more you're trying to find the right things to clean your household with. Reduce your choices when it comes to cleaning products. I use three things. I have a DIY floor cleaner. I'll post the recipe that I use in the comments. I have one bottle that has bleach and water in it. And I have one bottle that has uh, vinegar and water in it. And that's it. Those are my three cleaning sprays, right? That's all that I use. I don't ever have to think about, oh, I need to buy more Windex when I'm at the store or I need to buy more. I don't even know what cleaning products are these days, but I don't ever have to think about that side of cleaning, right? Cause it's just, I, I it's, it's the illusion of convenience. <laughs> it's not more convenient to have more choices when it comes to cleaning your house, make it easy and simple on yourself. Now that said, my next tip kind of goes against this one, but <laughs> find tools that work for you. So my sprays or whatever, I keep that nice and simple. But when it comes to actually like vacuuming and mopping, I've really had to kind of dive into different products to see what works best for me and invest in good stuff. That's easy. So I have two Roombas. I have two. I have one upstairs and one downstairs. I love my Roombas. Do you want to know why? Because they clean underneath stuff and they're always cleaning and picking up stuff. Are they perfect? No, but they save me so much time. And did I mention they clean underneath stuff? They go underneath all of my dressers, all of my beds, all of my couches, all of my furniture. They clean underneath all of that and they're cleaning right now, right? While I'm doing other stuff. 
So that's been a great investment for me. I had one, I was bringing it up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs, and finally I said, this is ridiculous. I just got another one. And I got a lower end model um, for the upstairs because it has, you know, it's a little bit different up there, but invest in stuff that works. For years, I put off cleaning my floors because I didn't have a mop system that I liked. I had, it was like nasty water all the time. So finally I spent $20 on this, I'll post a picture of it, on this mop system that's so easy. It's so easy. I can take out that mop and I can use it for five minutes and it's just, it's like the easiest thing ever. The, it's just easy. Okay, so find stuff that works and just stick with that. Get rid of all the rest of it. My next tip is to make decluttering part of your everyday. So you should not wait to declutter until the timing is right, you're feeling good, you have a huge chunk of time. If you open up that sock drawer and you've got socks with holes in them, get rid of them, declutter them. Just make decluttering part of your everyday so that you don't get to the point where you have too much stuff and then cleaning is difficult. So get used to decluttering as part of your everyday. Decision-making, get it out of the house. Drop off at the, you know, if you need to go every single week and drop off at your donation place, do that, just do that. And teach your kids to declutter as part of their everyday also. Don't let things pile up, build up. Don't delay the decisions, just make a decision, stick with it. Decluttering should be an everyday thing because we bring stuff into our house every day. And because we're bringing things in every day, we need things to be going out every day. So you have clutter because you have more stuff coming in than you have going out. So you gotta make that flow, make it flow. <laughs> make sure you have good flow in your house. Decluttering should be something that you do every single day. Always have an open washer. This is really critical to emergency spills and just disasters that happen. The way that I do my laundry, every morning I wake up at 6.30, I get up, whatever, I toss on a load of laundry. At 7.15, 45 minutes later, I move that load into the dryer. Now I only do my laundry, my husband's laundry, and then I do some towels and sheets. My kids do their own laundry, they do their own towels and their own sheets. They don't have to do it every day. I don't have to do it every day, but every day I make sure there's a load of laundry going through and then the laundry, the washer is open at 7.15 every morning. The laundry gets put away in the evening. It's usually just one small load of laundry, so it's not that big of a deal. Maybe two small loads of laundry at most, but my washer is always open and free and ready for whatever life throws at me today. If I, if I have to clean up a spill, who, you know, what whatever the washer is open and ready for that so that makes a huge difference in my everyday cleaning have a plan for your boxes so if you're getting deliveries frequently have a plan to deal with those boxes one in one out no longer applies right because it's rarely the case that we're bringing one thing in usually whatever you're bringing into your house comes with tons of packaging. So it's like five things in at one time. And we hate throwing out boxes. We hate dealing with boxes. We hate dealing with packaging. So have a plan for your packaging and your boxes. Keep one small collection of boxes. If you wanna keep boxes around, keep a small collection of boxes. That's it, commit to just a small collection and know how to handle the rest of the packaging that comes into your house and deal with that 
every single day. And finally, schedule help as needed. So there are times in life where I need to bring in a cleaning service because I just need extra help, right? So recognize that, figure out if it's worth your time. So if it's gonna take me five hours to clean and it's the holidays and things are really stressful and I just don't have that time, it's worth it for me to pull in a cleaning service, do a one-time deep cleaning, you know, schedule help as needed. Once a year, I get my windows washed because we have really tall windows. It's hard for me to maintain the windows and to wash them way up high. It's totally worth it for me to get my windows washed once a year. I also get my carpets cleaned once a year by like Stanley Steamer because it's like $120. And if I rented the thing from the store and did it myself, it would cost me probably half that plus a lot of time a lot of time. So this just makes it easier. So schedule help as needed, right? It's okay to say, I don't have time to deep clean to like wash my carpets. I'm going to have Stanley Steamer come in. That's okay. You deserve that, right? You work hard. You deal with a lot of stuff. If you need to hire cleaners, if you need to have the cleaning service come every week, that's okay. That is prioritizing your sanity. And that's what we are all about. I would love for you to share your tips and tricks for cleaning your house in the comments below. Let us know what's working for you, what's not working for you, and how we can help you figure this all out. Until next time.